Good morning. Good morning. How are you? God's good, isn't he? Our God is bigger than all, amen? If you would, open up your Bibles to uh, Acts 14 and 2 Timothy chapter 3. Acts 14 and 2 Timothy chapter 3. But while you're turning there, I, I, I want to just um, read us a verse. Brother Ryan, would you put Nahum 1-7 on the screen while they're turning to the text, and then I'll give it back to you. Um, Nahum 1-7. You know, think about the worship, how we was worshiping the Lord and what we were decreeing about Him. The Lord is good. That's present tense, right? That's what He once was, what He is now, and what He'll always be. Amen? So He is good, and He can only do good things. So when bad things happen, we know where they come from. But we know a God who can take something bad, and He can work it for our good, right? So the Lord is good. He is a strong stronghold in the day of trouble. You're not promised not to have trouble. But you promise to have a Savior that will go with you through all your troubles. Amen? He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He'll be with us even until the very end. Amen? That's our promise. We've got to hold on to Him. But notice this. And He knoweth them that trust in Him. Come on. He knows you this morning. He knows me. Because you and I, we have made a choice to trust Him. Now see, when you got born again, this Holy Ghost drawed you to salvation and revealed the, the sacrifice of the Son, the Lamb of God, Jesus, and God deposited in your spirit the measure of faith. So God gives you faith, but you and I, we've got to separate faith and trust. So God gives us faith. Faith pleases God. Faith brings God into operation, but trust is your confident expectation in the faith that God gave you. In other words, you trust God. Amen? And because you choose to trust Him, He knows you. Now, if God knows you, that means He sees what you need when you need it. And His hand is open. Open unto us. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. You hold that in your heart, and let's look at our text. Uh, Acts chapter 14, uh, let's start reading in uh, Acts 14, verse 19. Acts 14, verse number 19. When you're there, say amen. And there came hither a certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people, notice this, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing... There was evidence, okay? Uh, not supposing, I think he was dead, don't you? I think, but Jesus raised him up because if God's told you you're going to do something, I don't care what the devil says or does, you're going to do it, amen? And so we serve a God that's a God of life. Jesus is the life, amen? Having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead, howbeit as the disciples stood around about him, glory, he rose up, and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. And why are we reading this? Stay with me. And when they had preached the gospel to that city, and had taught many, and returned to Lystra, and to Iconium and Antioch, here's what they were uh, confirming in verse 22. This is what I want you to hold in your heart. Confirming the souls of the disciples, and exhorting them to continue in the faith, that we must, through a little bit of trouble... Through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Come on. We must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 10. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, and charity, and patience. Verse 11. Persecutions and afflictions. Persecutions plural, afflictions, plural, which came to me at Antioch and at Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions I endured. Who endured it? Paul did. I endured it, but out of them all, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Verse 12, yea, yes, and all that will live godly, say he's talking about me, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution.
persecution. All that will live godly in Jesus Christ, they shall suffer persecution. Sister Victoria, would you pray? Yes. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you so much, Sister Victoria. Thank you for honoring the word. Thank you for all your prayers this week. Thank you for your faithfulness to Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Um, we all need each other. Amen. All right. So uh, what's on my heart this morning? The, the Spirit of God, it, it just He just wants me to share some things that, uh, that He's been just, 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 don't you love it when He just talks to you? He just he just talks to you, so he he uh, he just gave me this little sentence. He said, "I want my people to go from faith to trust. I want them to go from faith to trust." In other words, you and I we can have uh, uh, faith that is there by the grace of God, by the gifting of God, uh, and it will uh, do very little unless we learn how to operate in trust to move it forward, and, and so. Uh, I, this is set, kind of setting the groundwork, you know, next uh, uh, Sunday being Resurrection Sunday and, and, and all of these things, right? Okay, making sure. Cause it, um, uh, so uh, we've kind of seen a gospel that has kind of been perverted and twisted here in the world the last few years where it's become as known as the prosperity gospel and all of these things. And, and, and so you and I, I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding, a misconception. They think when they get born again uh, because of what's been taught uh, that they're going to be so blessed uh, that they never endure anything. They never go through things. And, and so it's, it's your and our responsibility to stand up and say, uh, Jesus out of his own mouth, he said, because they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. He said, just as uh, I, being the Lord, was persecuted, if I'm your Lord, you're going to be persecuted. And so uh, we, we see those things, and we need to know that. And we need to know that it's not about you being good enough or you having enough faith. Uh, I, I heard somebody uh, that was suffering, and somebody told them, they said, well, if you just had enough faith, you wouldn't be going through this. Uh, it makes you want to grab somebody and just shake them. Uh, it's not about faith. It's about a devil who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. This wants to keep you and I out of the kingdom. But he's not going to do that, amen? And so we're moving from faith to trust. We're going to trust the Lord like never before. And so uh, I want you to see here the, the one that God uh, uh, used to write two-thirds in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, he's telling us, he said, I went through all of these things, and, and I did it with the help and the hand of the Lord. And so, if the Apostle Paul could go through those things by the help and the hand of the Lord, you and I can. Amen. We're, we're not going down. We're going up and over. Now, uh, let, let me stop just for a second. I, I've been out of pocket, so I haven't kept up with the news. But when I turned on the, the, uh, the computer this morning, uh, the first thing I saw flash across the screen was the Suez Canal block. And so I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. I haven't got to, because I didn't have time. It just, that just come up there when I was getting on my Bible program. But I want you to know we're in a prophetic moment, a very prophetic moment. Now, I don't know what, if anybody's talking about it or if anything's being said about it, but the Suez Canal, Suez means beginning, okay? And Suez Canal is right there by the Red Sea in Egypt, and it's blocked, and we're coming to the time of, Passover, the time of deliverance, Resurrection Day, looking back to God bringing His children out of Egypt across the Red Sea, and now this canal that goes through there is blocked. Pharaoh had God's people blocked from one way, and God opened up a new way. I, I, I'm telling you, we need to be watching. I think something's fixing to happen. I think we need to be looking for a, a move of God, a work of God, a, a way and a will of God to be revealed that we haven't saw before. We're not bound. God's people are not bound. We are free. We are blessed. And, and God's going to get in us and through us exactly what we need to bring His will to pass. Amen? There is no doubt. All right. He said in uh, 2 Timothy 3 and 12, He said, notice this plural, He said, persecutions... You know, well, I want you to know that the more that you and I look like Jesus, 
The more that we do what he did, the more that we say what he said, the more you're going to be persecuted. The devil is going to uh, bring situations. He's even going to bring individuals and circumstances against you and I. And so we've got to, we've got to say, now wait a minute. This doesn't look like what I thought it was supposed to look like. But I'm not going to let what it looks like change the one I, I'm serving, what he's promised me. Because I, I'm, I don't walk by faith. I, walk, I mean, I walk by faith, not by sight. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not letting what I see and feel change what I know what the Spirit of God is wanting to do in me. Now, notice what he said. He said, persecutions, plural. He said, afflictions, uh, which came unto me. So, uh, this afflictions here is uh, pathomia or pathomia, something like that. I I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's a Greek word, and it means to undergo uh, hardship that that has such a strong influence on you that it's to bring out negative emotions, negative emotions. And so, what, uh, you know, some people... uh, they're less emotional than others. I, I'm, a, I'm an emotional person, and so I, I've got to depend upon the Lord more than ever to not let those negative emotions come out to uh, hurt, injure, uh, create other than what God would have, amen, but where other people can hold them in. But when people hold them in, they have stress on your body, and stress on your body is very detrimental. So you, you know, you've got to learn how to deal with all of these through the grace of God, through the help of the Lord. So he, I want you to know you're going to have persecutions. You're going to undergo things that's going to cause your stomach to flip. That doesn't change the Lord. The Lord was under so much persecution in the garden that when he knelt down and prayed to God, he sweat great drops of blood. And, and, and that's a medical condition that causes a stroke. I mean, he was to the point that he was going to stroke out. The devil wanted to kill him before he went to the cross. But what did God do? God sent angels to minister to him. God can send who are entities from heaven, if he needs to, to minister to you and I. We're not going to be defeated. We're going to succeed. Amen. We're going to do what God would have us to do. So I want you to be encouraged. So he said, I endured them. The last part of the verse, I endured them. So you've got to say, now wait a minute. I'm going through this, but I'm going to be able to endure it. Because this word endure means to wait patiently underneath. Underneath what? Underneath Jesus. You're going to be able to endure it. You're going to be able to, to, to draw strength from the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you draw strength, you, you stay right where you're at. In other words, you don't let the afflictions, uh, or firstly the persecutions, don't let them move you. Christ puts you where you're at. Come on, you're the sheep of His pasture. You're following His voice. You're where you're supposed to be. The devil wants to say, oh, if you'll go over here, you'll be blessed. If you'll do this, you'll be... No, he's a liar. He's trying to get you and I out of the will of God. He's not going to do that. We know where we're supposed to be. We're in the right place in the right time. We're not moving in Jesus' name. Amen. And so you and I, we endure, the, we endure these things. We stay under uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And what's the promise? He said, uh, but the Lord uh, out of them all delivered me. He's, he's quoting Psalms 34, I believe it is. Uh, so you you got to when the when the pressure's there and you feel like you're going down, you've got to stand up and say, "No, I'm going to endure this with the help of the Lord. I am going to make it through it. The Lord's going to deliver me." Let the devil know. Let the devil know. Say, "No, devil, you can't move me. You're not going to take me where I'm not supposed to be. I am delivered." I'm going with the very voice of the one who pulled me out of sin, who separated me from death, who took me out of the prison cell of all the stronghold of this world, and I'm not going back. Amen? That's your confidence. Okay, so let's look at some things this morning so we can understand uh, how we can move from faith to trust and we can, we, we can keep the enemy from moving us. Amen? Let's go to Mark chapter 5. You know this chapter very well. It's probably... Uh, overall, my, my most favorite chapter in the whole Bible because of, of, of the workings of Jesus, the, the, the power that he has in this chapter. But uh, let's start in verse number uh, 22. Mark five twenty-two. It says, And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, and his name means enlightened, uh, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. 
Now, he's a ruler of the synagogue. So uh, he's in a, in a place right here where he's coming out in public and he's bowing down to Jesus. Now, when you bow down to Jesus, what does that mean? You're recognizing who he is, right? You're, 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 you're submitting to him. You're bowing at his feet. He's the Lord of Lords. Come on, he's the king. Amen. He's the answer to the problem. And so uh, he's making a public confession of faith, right? And so you and I this morning, we've made a public confession of faith. And so uh, we've got to learn that after we make that confession of faith, like I am saved by grace. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm delivered because I serve a deliverer. Then we don't change that confession. Come on, it don't matter what changes around us. It may get darker. The storm may get stronger. Uh, the, the, the chains that seemingly are around our life may seem tighter. That doesn't change us. We've made a confession, a confession of faith, but now we've got to trust in the one that we've made the confession of faith to. Amen? Amen. All right. Notice this, verse 23. And he besought him, uh, Jairus besought Jesus greatly. Come on. This is the attitude, the the... the, the the, the need and the desire, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Now, this word healed is, is a Greek word that we talk about all the time. It's sozo, and it's more than just being healed. It's being completely saved, okay? It's, it's, it's being born again. It's being delivered. It's, it's all of these things. And so... Uh, uh, her being under his household and him being over her, he's able to make this confession, right? And 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 because she's not of age, she's 12 years old, but she's not of age yet. And so uh, with this confession, he's bringing salvation to her. And so his confession is, Lord, uh, because I know what you can do. I, I, I know that you can lay your hand on her. Not only will she uh, just be healed, but she's going to live. She, she's going to, in other words, she's going to have a life. She's going to have salvation in you. Amen. That's what his confession is. All right. So uh, he, when he do, makes his confession, he has destroyed himself among the Jewish people. He he, he he's in a place now where uh, there's no turning back. Come on, say I'm not turning back. You and I, well, we have nothing to turn back to. We have everything to turn to, and that's the Lord. Amen. We're, we're going forward with our hands to the plow. Luke 9.62, we're not looking back. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, notice this. Uh, and verse 24, And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. Now, this, this, this word throng, you could use it for another word for tribulation if you would. Because the word tribulation means pressure. And so here, this man has made this confession of faith like you and I do. And he's trying to get Jesus to his daughter. And he's trying to get Jesus to his daughter. He's made that confession of faith. And now he's got to trust in his confession of faith to the one, not in himself, but to the one who gave him the faith to begin with. And they're trying to get there. And here's the crowd. Here's the pressure. Here's the, the the hindrance and all of these things. Well, how many knows this morning that as I pray and I need Jesus to do something, that there's brothers and sisters all around the world, they have a need that is just as great as mine, if not maybe more, right? So you know the story here. Jesus gets inter interrupted, quote, unquote, uh, by the lady with the issue of blood. And so there is, a, uh, uh, there is that happening. That is not the problem, though the enemy wants us to, to think that. Because, see, while Jesus is ministering to her and, and all of these things is happening, the, 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 the Jairus is having to stay enlightened. Remember, his name means enlightened. He's having to stay in faith. He, he's having to keep his mouth shut. He's done made the right confession. All right? So there, but the crowd is what's holding up, is what's hindering, because the crowd hindered the, uh, the, the little lady from getting to Jesus, just like the crowd is hindering Jesus to getting to uh, Jairus' daughter. Now drop down with me, if you would, uh, to verse 35. Verse 35, because we don't have time to cover all of this. And while he yet spake, while Jesus is talking, there came a from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead, why troublest thou the master any further? 
Now, can't you just hear the attitude on those words? Now, well, I, you, you, I don't believe I'm inferring anything at all when we when we we, we see that the disgust that is on this person's sentence here, their, 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 their thinking, because they come to this situation without any compassion, without any heart whatsoever, and they say, this Jesus didn't do you no good. Don't trouble him anymore. Your daughter's dead. You should have been doing something else instead of what you're doing. No, we're about our father's business. Amen. We're about our master's business. He knows what he's called us to do. He knows what we have been from the foundation of the world ordained and anointed to do. And we're going to accomplish it. Amen. And so here, uh, as that statement uh, voices out, I want you to take it into your own heart this morning. Because every one of you in here, you've prayed the prayer of faith. And then all of a sudden you had to deal with something that was contrary to what you prayed. Something that was contrary to what you confessed. So you've got to make a choice. You've got to hold on. You've got to say, now wait a minute. I, I, I like Jairus, I have bowed down at Jesus' feet. I have made the confession. I know that if you just lay your hands on my daughter, that not only will she be healed, but she's going to live. She's going to have a salvation life. And now she's dead we got to hold on see nothing has changed he has believed in the one who's promised to bring life alright and, and Jesus went with him so that means they're in agreement can two walk together unless they be so if they're in agreement Jesus said that's in Amos 3 uh, in Matthew 18 Jesus said we're two agreed as touching any one thing and asking We've we got to put the asking in there. It's Hallelujah. So they're walking together. They've done prayed this prayer of faith together. It's done even though it looks like it's impossible. Even, look, even though it looks like everything's changed. No, I'm going to trust the Lord. You're going to trust the Lord. Amen. The Lord is good. He only does good things. He knows me. He knows you because we trust Him. Amen. All right. Now notice this. Uh... As soon as Jesus heard that word, uh, verse 36, As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, He saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only, only believe. In other words, now, what He's saying from the Greek is, in other words, you've professed a good confession of faith. You said you've trusted in Me. Keep trusting. Keep believing. Keep believing. Don't let what you're seeing, don't let what you're feeling, don't let what is happening around, come on, change what you know to be true. The devil loves to send people to you even in times of trouble to get you, they think they're being good to you, but to get you to back up on what you believe. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. You thought you knew what God meant. It's okay to, to turn back now. It's okay. You can cry and you can say, well, I guess I just didn't understand the Lord. Mm-mm. No turning back. No turning back. Jesus didn't turn back from the cross. He defeated hell, death, and the grave. He's got the keys of the devil's very ability to work in my life, in your life, and we're going forward in the name of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. We are more than conquerors, but we're overcomers. We're super Nikeos because Jesus said we was. Not because we feel like it, not because it looks like it, not because of anything. I'm a success, you're a success, despite what men may say, because God said we would be. Come on now. You've got to stand on it and you've got to believe that. And when, when you hold on, when you trust the Lord, then the clouds are going to part and the truth is going to come out. And you're going to be what God said you would be. All right. Now, uh, you know the story here. Jesus ends up going in and he raises the, 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 the little maiden up. He raises her up. And, uh, and he, the, the Jairus got exactly what he said. So when Jesus looked at him, he said, don't be afraid. There, in, He said, Do, be not afraid, verse 36, only believe. In other words, if you can't say what you said when we started, don't say anything. Just don't say anything. 
Lord, like David said, put your hand on my mouth. Put your I don't want to undo what has already been set in motion. See, we, we set things in motion in heaven. And God starts bringing that ripple effect and, and bringing the angels and, and the Holy Ghost and work with the Word of God. And you and I, we want to get in the flow of that. We don't want to get in a place where we damn that up, where we hinder that, where we stop that. Amen? All right. Um, turn over just a chapter or two here to the ninth chapter. In Mark chapter 9, um, you know, you got Jesus and the disciples coming off the mountain. And uh, let's just start in verse uh, 14, Mark 9 and 14. And when he was come to his disciples, when Jesus, uh, Peter, James, and John, and Jesus, when they come off the mountain, they come to the other nine. When he came to the other nine disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning them. That's not a strong enough word. The scribes were disputing with them. They were belittling them. They were saying, Oh, we thought you said you had power in this Jesus' name. Come on. You prayed the prayer of faith. You've been standing on that prayer of faith. And how many times has the devil come to your mind or sent somebody to you and said, Huh, where's God at now? Where's the Word at now? Well, the Word does not change. Amen? It's the same... Hebrews 13, 8, yesterday, oh glory. So the word ain't changed. I'm just waiting in the Lord. Come on, I'm waiting in Him. I'm resting. The Bible says rest in the Lord. I'm resting in Him. All right. Uh, and straightway all the people that were that, that beheld Him were greatly amazed and, and running to Him, saluted Him. Why? Because... He just come off the mountain, and he looks like Moses, but even in a greater glory. Remember when Moses come off the mountain? Okay? So the, Jesus has such a glow about him. He has such a, uh, a pull about him. They're just running to him. Don't you know that's why people are drawn to you? Because Jesus in you? Come on, glory! The glory of God is in you and upon you, and it draws people. So understand why. All right, now. Verse 16, and he asked the scribes, what question you with them? Verse 17, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which have a dumb spirit. Verse 18, and whithersoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. Now, we know that Jesus gave us all power over the enemy. And he said that we shall cast out. So uh, we understand what God has said, what Jesus has said. And we understand the, the, the realm and the force of darkness that would come against what the Lord has said. So hold that in your heart. Verse 19, And he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Verse 20, And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground, and he wallowed foaming. I tell you, there's going to be times in your life when you're going to meet the devil, and you're praying for somebody that, that God loves, somebody that you love, and when you start praying, the devil is going to manifest, and it's going to be harder and stronger than ever. That doesn't mean that you're not praying the prayer of faith. That doesn't mean that Jesus is not on the scene. That just means that the devil is doing the same thing he done in Jesus' ministry. And you ain't no different. I ain't no different. I've prayed before. You've prayed before. And saw the devil looking back at us. But that doesn't mean anything. Come on, Jesus is the one that's going to have the last look and the last say. Amen? Amen? So don't let what you see move you. Verse 21, And he asked his father, How long ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child or from infancy. Uh, verse 22, And oftentimes it cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. Now notice, now this is where you've got to uh, have your faith and your trust working together. Verse 22, the middle part of the verse. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. 
Now, we know the man had faith because he couldn't get to Jesus, but he brought his son to somebody who was a representative of Jesus, right? All right, so he had faith. So uh, then he got shook just a little bit. Have you ever been shook? See, the devil means it for our harm, but in our life when we get shook, all those things that don't need to be there get shook off, get shook out. Amen? Um, Jesus said, if thou canst believe, verse, 20, verse 23, if thou can believe, all things are possible to him or to her, to the person that believes. So what happened here? What did Jesus just do? See, the man, he... he showed a, uh, an expression of faith, and then he got shook by what was happening, what he saw. And Jesus uh, just took and just nudged him back to his place and position of faith. He said, it's not on me, it's on you. See, we want to put everything on Jesus. Jesus has done done everything he's going to do. He's done accomplished, complete and total victory. We're secure in Him, but we are required to take Him at His Word and to work His Word out of our life. We're required to trust Him. So, uh, so the man says, Jesus, if you can do anything, and Jesus said, it's not about what I can do. If you can believe, if you can put your trust in me. All right, so this is power to you and I this morning, amen? And Jesus said, don't you even be thinking about, I spoke and I spoke a blueprint out of heaven and it manifested in the earth. My words are spirit and they are life. Don't you worry about what I can do. You just worry about believing me. Just worry about trusting me. If you'll just trust me, what I said will manifest. What I promised will come into existence. Amen? That's all we've got to do. We've got to just move from faith to trust. I'm going to, in other words, I've got my faith in my God, uh, but that faith was gave to me by Him, and my role then is to move to trust out of that position of faith. In other words, I'm going to hold on to what He said. I'm going to do my part because God, through Jesus, has done His. All right, now notice this. If thou can believe... All things are possible to him that believe. Verse 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. So it's okay to be honest with the Lord. Just tell him, Lord, I've got faith in you, but I've got some situations. I've got some circumstances. I've got some things going through my mind. But here's what you and I have got to separate. We've got to... We've got to know that the Holy Spirit uh, is in our spirit, okay? And that's where your faith bed is. That, that, that's where you have faith to move mountains. You have uh, uh, faith to cast things into the sea that they're there and they, and they don't come back to shore because if it's, uh, it's not thrown in the sea, it's cast into the depth of the sea where it can't come back to you. You've got that, but you and I have got to see... Uh, that in that, we've got to do what Jesus said. We've got to say, okay, I believe that in my spirit. But in my head, so your mind, your, 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 your head, your mind, willing emotions, that's your soul. You can doubt in your mind, willing emotions, and that's not a sin. Because that's where we battle the devil. That's where we battle situations. That's where we battle circumstances. And, and so uh, the, the man says, Lord, I believe in here, but help my unbelief up here. So you just tell the Lord, Lord, I, I, I believe you with everything in me, in my spirit, but I need your help for me to trust you in my mind. You think he's going to cast us out? No. If we'll just make that confession, if we'll draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to us. Amen. All right, now notice this. When Jesus saw the people coming running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was one as dead, insomuch as many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. So I want you to see that there's always going to be a time where you, you're walking by faith and you make a confession of faith and you've prayed what God would have you to pray, but there's going to be a time where you simply got to trust Him. 
You've got to trust Him. Uh, things are not always as quick as we would like them to be. They're not always instantaneous. Though sometimes they may be. We don't put any limitations on the Lord. He can do it however He chooses to do. But I know in uh, my own life, there may be some things that God's got to work through in my life. See, I, I, I'm telling Jesus, I'm, I, I, I'm repenting about not being compassionate about some things. See, I, I can either learn compassion or I can let the Holy Ghost give me compassion. I want to let the Holy Ghost give me compassion. I want to be humble enough to say, here's my heart, Lord. You put in there what you need because learning is a lot harder <laughs> than receiving. Amen? And so I want to receive. I want to be that person who uh, uh, is willing to listen and, and then say what God would have to say rather than talk out of what we think. Because what I think ain't worth a whole lot. Amen? All right. So let, 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 let's, let, let's, let's get into something else here. You hold that in your heart. Let's go to the uh, Old Testament. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 12. And I want you to see faith and trust in these verses. And I want you to be able to apply it. It will bless you and help you. But where you can see what a blessing and a help you are to others. Isaiah 12 and 2. Isaiah 12 and 2. It says, Behold, God is my salvation. Aren't you glad? Right now, present tense, at this very moment, because you and I have believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth, God, the Lord God, Jesus Christ, He is our salvation. Now let's understand when we make that confession. That means that you're not your Savior. So get the emphasis off of what you can do or what you think you ought to do or what man thinks you should do. None of that matters. Don't let anybody push you or move you. God's your salvation. Let Him show you what to do, you don't have to answer no man. Just answer the Lord. Alright? So, God's my salvation. So that takes all the load of the world, all the load of sickness, all the load of addiction, all the load of, of every sin of this world, it takes it off my life, off your life, because He's my Savior. He's my salvation. He's the one that's working it in my life. I don't have to work it myself. I don't have to depend on what I can do because all I can do is make a confession. And my confession is my act of faith. And then I have to take my act of faith into the position of moving forward in trust. Lord, I'm going in you. You're my salvation. I can do what you said I could do. I can be what you said I can be. I am the healed of the Lord. I am the delivered of the Lord. I have peace. I have joy. I have all of these things. I'm not praying for them. Come on. You got the Holy Ghost. The fruit of the Spirit is, number one, love. I can love anybody at any time because the Holy Ghost is in me. Number one, I have what? I have joy. Joy that is unspeakable. It comes from the Lord. It comes by the Holy Ghost inside of me. I don't have to pray it down. If I'm praying it down, I need to repent. Let the Word be. Jesus said, John fifteen seven. He said, if I abide in Him and He abide, if His words abide in me, and I abide in Him, and his, then I can ask what I will, and it shall be done. Why? Because I really don't have to ask. I just let the Word be in my life. Amen? Behold, God is my salvation. I will, mark it down, I will trust. So it's your will. It's my will. It's just a point of our will. We have to say, I will trust the Lord. Now, can we just get natural here just for a minute so we make sure that we understand this? You have a will, I have a will. Jesus had a will. What did Jesus pray to the Father? Not my will, but... So Jesus had a will, and in the flesh it had to be subjugated to the Father, right? So, uh, but He was able to do that. Well, there's some things in my life that, that need to be subjugated to the will of the Father in every person's life, amen? But we can do that. So in other words, when the, uh, the, the flesh or the devil tells us we can't trust, we say, huh? I will trust the Lord, amen? Now what happens? For behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and be not afraid. See, when all of a sudden, when we make, this, make our mind up that I'm going to trust God, 
Okay, you've prayed the prayer of faith. And the, 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 the person or the situations got worse. And, and, and you, you, you feel all of hell coming against you. You feel darkness coming around you. And maybe the person that you're praying for or the situation you're in, they're begging you to do something and you can't do anything. All you can do is stand. Stand on what you've prayed. Stand on who you know, who you trust. Amen? You just stand there. And so when you do that, all of a sudden then, fear that is revealing itself, fear that is trying to elevate itself to a place of, uh, of lordship, it has nothing to stand on. See, if I build an altar to fear, it's going to stand on my altar. It's going to stand there and it's going to cause me to bow down to it. But no, if I say I'm going to trust the Lord regardless of how it feels or what it looks like because I know who God is. I know He's a God of love. I know He has an expected outcome, an expected end for me, right? He only does good things. So if I trust in Him, there's no altar there and when that idol of fear tries to stand, it falls. All right. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and be not afraid. For the Lord Jehovah, notice this, is my strength, my song. Notice, He also has become my salvation. Wait a minute. I didn't say He was my salvation. But all of a sudden, because I've trusted Him, right? I've went through the battle of fear. Then the manifestation of what I've trusted in Him to do and believe, it becomes a reality. Woo! Come on, you're not going down, you're going over. So there's a time period. There, 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 there's, there's a trial, there's a testing, there's afflictions, there's persecution, there's all of these things, but it doesn't change who God is in the believer's life. Amen? Now what happens when, when you do that? Look at the, verse number 3. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. So you're able to pull out of yourself that relationship with Jesus. The Holy Ghost being in you. Remember, uh, uh, you, you know, you, you've got the well of salvation in you, but you've got the well of the Holy Ghost. John chapter 7. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit after the salvation. There, there, there's such a manifestation of the, the promise and the provision of the Lord. It's there for you and I to draw out. Keep drawing it. Draw out of that. Let it be all that God would have uh, have for you. In other words, you have no lack. You have no limitation in Jesus. Now, the enemy wants to make us think that we do. He wants to try to hinder us. Amen? All right, quickly. Go ahead to the book of Psalms. I want to just close with a few verses here in Psalms, I think, that will help us. Psalms chapter 18. Look at uh, verse number 1. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. And, and, and this word strength would be better translated help. Okay? Uh, say, the Lord is my help. He is. He is. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength, my help. Verse 2. The Lord is, this is your decree, this is your confession. Uh, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength. Now notice this. Rock, one. Fortress, two. Deliverer, three. God, four. Strength, five. So you got grace working. Number five in Bible numbers means grace. But uh, in whom I will trust. So by God's grace, uh, there, God reveals things in the believer's life, in your life, in my life. When we, in other words, uh, for by grace through faith you are saved, right? Ephesians two eight. So God gives us some things, and He gives us the measure of faith. But you just know, I just know a little bit about who the Lord is. But when we start taking that faith that He gave us, and we go from faith to trust, then look what happens. All of a sudden, we get to see more of who God is and what He will do. Look at the rest of the verse then. He said, uh, after he trusted Him, God become, number six, His buckler, and uh, number seven, the horn of His salvation. Think about that. And my high tower. See, when you trust the Lord through one situation, and, and, and then God is able to reveal more of Himself to you. He's able to show you greater things. So here's what the devil's doing. The devil's trying to still kill and destroy you and I 
All he's doing is getting us to the point where we trust God and we get to know God better. We get to see him in a deeper way. See, I wouldn't know God uh, in the way that I do this morning if I hadn't went through some things. You wouldn't know God the way that you know him. You wouldn't know that God was willing, that not only was he willing, but he would work it in your life. Amen? So the devil is cutting his own throat and he doesn't even know it. Amen? That's exciting to us. All right. Now, he said, uh, in verse number 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. Because you're trusting in the Lord, you're, making, you're, you're still progressing. You're still making that confession. Uh, as long as you and I don't let anything that we're happening change the Lord that, uh, that as we see Him and the Lord that we have made the confession of, He's going to always manifest Himself. See, the Lord can only be what I call him to be Matthew 25 if you don't believe uh, that hits somebody Matthew 25 uh, uh, where Jesus is, is, is talking and he gave the, the talents uh, the, the, the person that had the one talent what did he say he said Lord you're a hard man Because he said he was a hard man, he become a hard man. Read the whole, read the whole, whole story. Let it get in your heart. My God is a good God. The Lord is good. We read it Nahum one seven, and He only does good things. He gives me grace. He gives me mercy. Amen. All right. So let's turn over to chapter fifty five, verse twenty three. I think it is. Uh, that's 3.23 first. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down to the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. So you're going to encounter, just like the psalmist here, you're going to encounter situations uh, where people are going to try to shed your blood. They're going to come against your confession. They're going to come against my confession. They're going to... Uh, try to make you and I question uh, our, our stand of faith. And so when you go through things like the psalmist here, you've got to say, no, no matter what they're doing or saying, I'm not going to let that change my confession. I'm going to trust in the Lord. And, and, and if I will be in that place, in that position where I'm holding on to Him, see, that brings the previous verse into effect. Verse 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He might sustain thee. Hallelujah. He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. You're not going anywhere, amen, because you're on the rock. Even though he made that statement, and then he gets into verse 23 about those that are coming uh, uh, against him. You're going to meet situations and circumstances uh, that's going to challenge you, but you're going to trust in the Lord, amen. Your confidence is in Jesus. Now, drop down to uh, in the next chapter uh, to verse number 3. Two and three. Uh, Psalms 56, 2 and 3. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be just a few. My enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. See, it's okay. Somebody needs to hear that this morning because they've been convinced that if you fear, that God gets mad at you. Fear is not a good thing, but we can tell God, I'm afraid. And when we make that confession, he said, confess your faults, right, one to another, but ultimately to the Lord, and you shall be healed. So you can have fear. That's why Jesus said, uh, it, it, it's, not, it's in your head. It's not in your spirit. Amen? Yeah. All right. What time I'm afraid, I will trust thee. So in other words, uh, the devil is working in the situation where you've prayed the prayer of faith. The devil is even talking to you. You hold on to what you know is true. And say, Lord, I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to hold on to Him. I want to believe Him. Go over to, uh, to Psalm 61. 
in Psalm 61, verse number 4, in closing, look at this. He said, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. Come on, that's, that's faith talking. That's, our, that's what you and I, that's our confession of faith. I'm going to abide in the tabernacle of the Lord because really what is the tabernacle of the Lord? It's the body of Christ. We are the church of Christ, amen? And we've been put into his body and Jesus said nobody could take us out of the Father's hand, amen? All right. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. So we need to say, I, according to Psalms 90, one, I'm abiding under the shadow, the wings of the Most High God. I, I know that, that I go through things and I know I meet the devil and all of those things, but sometimes God shadows me. See, God will not, 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. He will not suffer you and I to be tempted above which we can bear, but He will make a way. So however He chooses to do it, He's going to make a way in your life and my life. We've got to hold on to that and we've got to let that be the truth and the reality. So you and I, we're moving from faith to trust. We're trusting the Lord. We're, uh, we know we're going to go through uh, persecutions and afflictions, but that doesn't change anything about who you are and what you've been called to do. Amen? You are a success, and you're going to do what God called you to do. Um, I close with this thought. There's a, there's a story I read years ago about, about this uh, man, he was a, a pioneer there through the Alpine Trail and across that canyon. And, and he was hard by many people to uh, before they mapped out a road to get across there to help them get across this, uh, this great chasm. And, and so he would lead people there and, and, and they would get up to the edge of this block face uh, rock. And it looked like that there was no way to meet the next step. There was no way to come down to get into that valley. Uh, and, and so he told him, he said, you just have to trust me. You just have to trust me. And he said, what I'm going to do, he said, I, I'm going to be an extended arm because you're just one arm's length away from your next step. Now listen by the Spirit of God. You're just one arm's length away from your next step that's going to take you to the valley of promise. It's going to take you to where you're looking to go. Amen? And, and, he, and, and he said, I want you to let me take my hand and put it on your forearm. You put your hand on my forearm and you just let me take you. Let me swing you to this next step. He said, I promise you where you land, it's solid rock. And so every person that done that, they had to make a decision. Am I going to trust this guide? Am I going to trust this man? And, and uh, the, this one particular uh, guy who was leading the, the, the rest of his crew, he said, I don't think I can do that. And he said, uh, I've done this 50 times. And said, trust me, not one person has not met the rock. And so uh, the, the guy said, okay. And so he he grabbed him by the forearm, and the man grabbed him by the forearm, and they made that swing, and what he couldn't see was there. There was a solid rock. When he made that step, when that, the length of that one man's arm took him to where he needed to go, it would take him down the mountain to the Valley of Promise. That's what Jesus did on the cross. Come on, his arms spread out for you and I. It done what we couldn't do. It takes us where we can't go, and Jesus will not drop us. Amen? We can trust Him. We can trust Him.